This is dedicated to all my beautiful queens, all my beautiful ladies out there. She is a queen. guys for joining another episode of the key chat podcast today i have a very special guest she's a fellow podcaster by the name of kwamia with the pillow talk with the t podcast want to make sure i get that right so we're going to have a nice chat today talking about the whole strong black woman narrative and how it's actually detrimental in some ways so i want to go ahead and get started so how you doing today I'm doing good on this amazing Saturday. <laughs> yes, yes. Before we get started, break down to everybody your podcast. I know um, we have some similarities talking about self-love, self-care, things like that, and anxiety. So go ahead and tell people about your podcast before we dive into the conversation. Yes. So basically, as I always introduce myself, my name is Kwamea. But for those that do not know how to pronounce my name, you call me either Q Kwa or either Queen. I'm the founder, creator, CEO, and host of Pillow Talk with the T podcast, which is a podcast that I end up deciding to create with the help of my village. (laughs) Um, Basically, it's a platform that I created so people could be able to speak their voice, be able to actually um, have a voice and be able to have a platform where they could be able to um, speak their truth without no judgment, without feeling uncomfortable. And also we are we candid, we raw, we unguarded. Um, as I always say, I'm a cursing Christian. So when you come to the show, you know what you're getting. Um, and hopefully that you know what you're getting. Um, but other than that, I like the, and that my old fashioned way that I like to put it to is basically snatching the rug from underneath your feet and not sweeping the stuff that we need to talk about and having those uncomfortable conversations. Right, right. There's definitely a lot of stigmas within our community, you know, so everyone does need that platform where they can feel free to talk. One of the things I definitely want to talk about, which ties into that, really is just, I feel like Black women in general, we have extra weights put on us. You know, we have extra expectations that are extremely unfair. On the flip side, a lot of us are put in positions where we have to put that steel cape on. But that can get extremely detrimental. You know, a lot of us sisters, we have like a lot of extra things going on. Single motherhood for a lot of us is something that the numbers aren't the same as they were back in the day. Now it's more common. A lot of Black women are entrepreneurs, creators, everything. But at the end of the day, I know like a lot of times we hear the whole grab the sister thing sometimes, you know, when things go down. Somebody got to grab that token sister thing and we all Olivia Pope and we can just go ahead and fix everything, you know, and it can be stressful, you know. So I wanted to talk about, do you agree, like, just the whole definition of being strong 
it's like a blessing and a curse for me strong is literally in my last legal name my legal last name you know? <laughs> like i can't get away from it if i wanted to you know so what's your thoughts about just the whole definition of being strong i feel like sometimes we get top that label gets tossed around and we get assigned that label but it's a lot of unfair pressure so what do you think yeah first of all especially in our community um I feel like a lot of us get assigned that label that we didn't even sign up for. Um, and I could say that just being the oldest granddaughter, the oldest daughter, the old first cousin. So it's like you basically feel like everyone comes at you to look up towards you and automatically feel like, oh, she got it together. She's strong. She'll have all the answers. She'll be able to figure it out. If I can't figure it out, let me go to Qua to see if she can figure it out and help me figure it out. And it's so crazy that we even speaking about this topic because I was telling one of my friends um, the other night and I just had, you know, just that, that mindset set of like, when is it going to be my turn for me to just be able to actually fall and let go and not feeling like I have to have it all together and feel like everybody coming towards me for the word or the answer or the, the solution? I want to be able I say, damn, whenever I could be able to fall back and trust that somebody could catch me and let me just let me just let me just lose it, lose it for a moment. So I feel like that's really, it's hard and that responsibility, first of all, we didn't sign for it, please don't give it to us. And not only that, it's a big, huge responsibility. It's a big, huge responsibility. And I feel like just because of so much history and richness in our blackness, in our community, in our culture, it seemed like we, we just, we, we automatically just have to have it together. We strong because if our ancestors did it and they made it through all this, we should be able to do it too because it's lighter than what they do. And I understand compared to what they've been through and what we're going through or may have to go through as single moms. There's some people single moms and new divorcees and, you know what I'm saying, trying to figure out that world. And, um, some women who are divorcees never have work trying to figure out how I'm about to start working and just a lot of different um, solutions or of different um, examples. But it's the fact is like, yes, they had it hard, but we have it hard too. It's just a whole different culture and decade generation. So I don't think that we should compare those two because it's a different timeline. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> I agree, all of the above, and you're right. It's like, it gets to the point where it's like, okay, when is it my turn to be on the receiving end of all this help, you know? And mm -hmm. I feel like even even on a world stance, you know, like I remember like during the election, everybody was like, oh, we need Stacey Abrams to do this like she did in Georgia. And it's like, damn, you know, can y'all handle anything? <laughs> you know, like without looking for us for everything like we even get the title of saving the freaking world the free nation it's like wow but we never get the crown sometimes either you know and that's the flip side of it because black women we're already we already we're always disproportionately paid or promoted and so many things where we don't receive you know those roses those flowers or that crown but then when it hits the fan Everybody trying to grab a system, you know. <laughs> exactly. 
And it's like, come on. How do you think, do you think as Black women sometimes, because we get that title sometimes, and like you mentioned, I'm glad you touched on the whole family aspect, because that happens a lot in families too. There's that, that one person that everybody leans on, no matter what that other person could be going through. Mm-hmm. Lots of people even take the time to ask them, you know, like, how are you doing? You know, like that never happens sometimes. And I know sometimes I'll feel that weight sometimes as being like the friend, you know, that everybody mm-hmm. goes to. But I, sometimes I don't even get the grace of, well, how are you doing? You know, <laughs> is your day going okay? <laughs> sometimes I don't get that. And I'm going to be honest. But sometimes because we're so accustomed to that, I think sometimes on the flip side, the negative aspect of it too is that we subconsciously do take on a lot sometimes too. Yeah. You know, some of us have a hard time putting out barriers and saying no. Do you mm-hmm. find that you've experienced that as well? Like sometimes, as much as we will say sometimes, hey, I wish people would stop coming to us. We're so accustomed to doing everything. Sometimes I feel like we don't really know how to say no or put that barrier because we're so accustomed to having all that work, do you think sometimes we also hold so much weight that we have a hard time saying no or just saying, hey, I can't do this for you? Mm. I would say that at this point, and I, as I get older and me about to be 40 in December, I at this point, I don't have I don't have the problem now to saying no. Before then, absolutely I did. Because I felt like it was my job, it was my mission. I didn't ask to be put into this position. I didn't be asked to be um, you know, inducted into this role. And when and if I even thought about saying no, I'm like, oh God, I'm about to hurt somebody feel like you don't want to hurt their feelings. And stuff like that. So I always had that whole tug of war and fight within myself because I didn't want to say no back then. But it's like as you get older, you gotta you have to say no because it's like you're gonna burn yourself out, you're gonna wear yourself out. And it's like, but also you also have to know the players, your players in your family. You have to know the people (laughs) in your family. I'm telling you, you gotta know who's who because even though you some may ask, hey, Kwa, how's your day? When I hear that, I'm already assuming in my head. Now, I understand they say if you assume you make an ass of yourself, but I'm seeing it be like, I already know what you want. Let's, let's, let's just go by the whole fake. How you doing? Tell me what you're here for. I went, tell me what you're here for. I'm already... <laughs> I'm already like, what you're here for? Like, just come on, bring it out. So, but um, but yeah, I definitely end up saying um was really struggled to say no then because I felt like it's like it would feel like it was my job, it was my duty, and it's like damn, but then I also think about them, is it really my job? Is it really my duty? Who gave me this? So you start thinking about that, but at now I'm okay with saying no, and I'm even at this age. Even having my aunt, one of my my mom's baby sister, who's in her fifties, I'm helping her to get her voice to say no because she's the after our, my grandmother passed and my grandfather, matriarch and matriarch of the family. For some reason, the torch, I don't know. Again, here we go. The torch was passed down to her. And we don't, no one, no one said we ain't had an inductee, no ceremony. It just automatically just was passed down to her. So now I'm helping her find her voice to say, hey, 
time out, wait a minute. You know, everyone's going and flocking to her. Boom, 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 boom. She's to save everybody. And I would like, and I have to tell her, I'm like, auntie, you have to be able to know how to say no. And you can't burn yourself and overwork yourself. Because if you ain't no good for, like, you ain't no good, how are you going to be helping other people? You got to be good for yourself to be able to help people. You going to have these people put you in your grave. So, and again, in our community, it just automatically just happened without no words, no contract, no family meeting. It just automatically just get passed on to without no verbal warning. So, yeah. I'm glad you touched on using your aunt as an example because that's the thing. Sometimes we're in our 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, so accustomed to being in that role where we put ourselves dead last and take on everybody else, everybody's problems, everybody else's anxiety. And you're right, it will work us to death. You know, we have high rates of heart disease and heart attacks, things like that. And Mm -hmm. stress is the number one silent killer at the end of the day. But I think that a lot of us put ourselves, like you said, some of us, like there's no water ceremony like in Black Panther where they, you know, (laughs) you got to fight for that rose. Like they just, (laughs) if only we could be so lucky, you know, like we, like you said, we're put into these roles and position with no meeting, no group text, no Zoom, no nothing. Like, wait a minute, I didn't even get a certificate saying I'm the head, you know, the HBIC, like what's going on? You know, so we get all this extra stress you know, which is unfair, you know, and obviously I feel like recently conversations about mental health, there's still some taboos around it, but I feel like I salute our community because I feel like we are talking about it more than we have ever in the past. And that's another thing I feel like with us, we're not allowed sometimes to say hey this is bringing on some stress for me this is triggering my anxiety mm-hmm. things like that you know because a lot of us we are working around with anxiety disorders PTSD depression all types of things which is unfair and I feel like it's also a stem of just having unbalanced responsibilities you know mm-hmm. to what do you think you know, with your experience or just, just our experience that how we know how our community, you know, sticks and moves as a whole, what's the solution in a sense? You know, like we did discuss learning how to say no, but a lot of us really aren't conditioned to say no and have those boundaries. I think a lot of us are taught as little girls, you know, be polite, have good manners, be nice to so-and-so. Sometimes we're pushed to be nice to people that made us feel uncomfortable. I feel like that's just a bad part mm-hmm. of our upbringing and it over when we're grown you know we have to put on these responsibilities and the good thing and I'm glad you touched on me at 40 like I'm 44 and once you hit 40 it is different once you I don't know what it is it's like some type of some type of conveyor belt you go through when you come off that belt you just totally different because I feel like once people do hit 40 you realize you could have potentially live more than half your life depending on you know how that coin's going to flip. So at that point, it's like, look, I ain't got time for this. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. People take that on. And I think also with the pandemic, because a lot of us saw how, like, it was a reminder that we really aren't promised. I'm not promised this afternoon. You know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of us really view things differently. But what do you think are some solutions for people? Because sometimes some people really do not know how to say no 
or how to put down that boundary or there's a fear behind saying no because you're like well I don't want so-and-so to be upset with me exactly be offended you know because sometimes we just have a hard time expressing like hey this is going to cause some stress for me and there's sometimes I had a situation one time where I told somebody that's triggering my anxiety it went in one ear not the other yeah still had to move forward because I'm like, I can't do this. You know, like it's triggering me. Like I can't, you know, I can't do it. You know, and they didn't get it, but you know, I had to move on. And after I'm saying it was an easy situation because that's the flip side. Sometimes people don't receive nope. why we got to say no. And mm-hmm. I do feel like sometimes a person don't even deserve a reason why you got to say no. So that's that part. <laughs> because that, could you hear what I'm saying? So what's the yeah. solution? I would say basically, um, well, my solution, basically how I end up saying no is to put put me first. Um, put me first, not only to protect my energy and my peace. Um, you have to because who's going to do it? You're your biggest, you're your own biggest supporter, provider, survivor, and protector. So if you, you got to realize that, okay, you was born into a family, but at the same time, you have to do what you have to do for yourself. You can't depend on someone to end up saving you all the time. And maybe also if you have a, a partner or a mate, but sometimes they don't even get it sometimes either because you can even live in the household with somebody and they don't understand, I got anxiety, I got depression, um, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Sometimes partners and mates could overlook and not even see that because they're so used to seeing you as the superwoman. And I, like I said, I would say just put yourself first and do not be scared to be selfish. It's okay. It's okay. Selfish equals self. It's okay. And my thing is to protect your peace, protect your mental, to protect your your emotions and your heart and just in everything in the energy you have to you have to. It's okay for you to delete, block, <laughs> reset, relate and be able to tell people no. It's okay not to answer the phone. It's okay. It really is. They're they not going to die. Trust and believe they're going to be there tomorrow and probably with the same issue and that you'll say, I just don't want to deal with it today. And you don't have to deal with it today because they, they'll be right there. That's it. And that's, that's, uh, that's my solution. Just basically choosing to be selfish and put yourself first and, being, and not being scared to sit there and protect your energy and your peace and just end up just protecting your space, just you. And just basically, like I say, you have to take care of you in order to be there for other people. Because if you're no good, how are you going to be there for other people? If you're no good in mental, emotional state of mind, a physical state of mind, what are you going to do? You're going to crawl out of your bed, look a hot mess and feeling a hot mess. And you could look good, you could throw on some makeup, feeling all good, but inside you could be a hot mess. Mm-hmm. And like you even said earlier, people won't really ask you and check in on you. Hey, how's your mind? How's your heart? How you doing? And I learned now, me getting older, I learned to start doing that to people because even me having an experience years ago with a friend, and I, my 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 circle is very small. And when I, I don't use friendships level. I mean, I don't use friend that friend word very easily or smoothly, and definitely I don't call everybody my sister. For you to get that, you have I have to you have to bring substance or something to me for me to 
you know, inducting you to be my sister, even if we're not blood. Because I hear mm-hmm. a lot of people using that word very loosely as well. Um, <laughs> but my thing is when, and I don't, oh, and so in regards to knowing that my circle small, we both, all, we all have lives that we entrepreneurs, single moms, doing the damn thing. Some of us married or whatever. And sometimes we don't always get to talk and check in and whatever. So we always be having in our mind, like, she know I love her. He know I love him from a distance, you know what I'm saying? And I, like, I see them. I, they see me. I see you. Uh, but sometimes you'll think that's enough. But just one time, like I said, you know, story time. A couple of years, I had a friend of mine. I was like, hey, let me just end up just texting her. I haven't spoke to her in a minute. I team is excited to announce the new Bootstrap Bootcamp. This self-paced course is loaded with worksheets and innovative industry advice to make your business become more profitable in the next 30 days. This course is specifically designed for solopreneurs or those that work in small teams. We focus on the whys and hows of entrepreneurship to help you make time for the important things in life and take it to the next level. Take back your confidence and become the business owner you've always wanted to be. If you get stuck, our course is equipped with industry experts in business management, podcasting, social media, customer relations, and more. We're here to give you powerful strategies that have been refined for small business owners like yourself. Sign up today at entrepods.com forward slash bootstrap dash bootcamp. I'm just texting her. I haven't spoke to her in a minute. I end up texting her, say, "Hey, how you doing?" Da, da, da. You know, just come call. I mean, just checking in, texting the check in, see how you doing. Um, hope everything's well. Know that your girl love you all day, every day, forever. You know, and I um hope all is well. And just also giving her some, you know, some inspirational motivation as, as I always give, you know, my peoples or whatever. And just by her receiving that text, she was telling me, she hit me back probably like five minutes later. She was like, Quah. she was like, um, only if you knew what I was about to do before you send this text message to me. Mm. So I'm like, when she said that, I was like, okay, I'm not about to respond to no damn text message. Let me call her. So I call, I say, such and such. I say, what do you mean? I say, what's going on? She was like, you don't understand, just you sending me that text, because I, I sent paragraphs, so. <laughs> so she was like, you, she was like, me reading that text and me feeling, and she's like, because I know, I know your heart, and I know you, and me reading your words, I feel your words every time. So she was like, just knowing the fact that you just saved me. She was like, because I was just about to sit here and take some pills. Mm-hmm. And see, that's why I say we have to check in on each other and not just say it. We we can't be on Instagram and social media saying that we do it and playing a position, but you're not in active duty of doing that position because you don't know what you may say, what you may do, a text you may send, a phone call you may send to someone they may receive. You never know that you could be changing someone's life or just save that person from doing whatever it is they thought about doing negative. You just don't know. So that's why I tell people with these fake affirmations, with these fake posts, with this fake doing, if you're not doing it, first of all, if you're really doing it, you don't need to post about it. That part. 
Because the only person that need you verification from is, and, and, and validation from is yourself and God. That's it. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to get validation from social media because these are things that I've always do and been doing before Instagram was even alive. So, so that's why I tell people you have to really check in on your people because you don't know what they're going through. And I lost a sister from suicide mm. two Christmas ago. Mm. Shot herself on Christmas Eve mm. and passed away on Christmas Day. Mm. So that's why I say when I talk about this situation, every time I come on my platform or someone else's platform, I'm passionate. And my people see how passionate and how I really, truly care. And the fact is that it's okay to say no. That's when when I sit there and say to you guys about it's okay to be selfish and okay to say no, it's okay to check in on yourself and take care of yourself. Because I had people in my life that was either about to take their lives or who already t- who took their lives. Mm-hmm. So that's why how I could stand right now about to be 40 and say, I don't feel bad about saying no. Because right. I know what not saying no looks like and feels like. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I made mean, to drop all that bomb. <laughs> It's, it needed to be said because I told her it's like the month for all the platforms that I really have uh, that I'm close to domestic violence awareness month, um, breast cancer awareness month, mm-hmm. and also in addition, mental health awareness month. And yeah. that's another thing, right? Because we're talking about black women and that strong narrative. Mm-hmm. Okay? We commit suicide. The thing about that, too beyond committing suicide a lot of people aren't aware of suicide ideation mm-hmm. so you know that person may not take that final step to take their lives but they think about it a lot yeah what if i wasn't here i know i've experienced that a lot you know i went to a stage in my life where i was like i can't take my life i want to because i gotta take care of these kids you know a single parent i'm saying and that's and that's a terrible way to view your life too where it's like i'm only here to be a vessel to other people. You know what I'm saying? There's so many levels to it, you know, a lot, you know, and that's my thing. And I'm so happy you mentioned the whole cis thing too. I'm a don't cis me, you know, cause it's like, <laughs> if we just met, I don't, I'm just saying, I, the word friend to me is serious. Yeah. Okay. And don't cis me. Like if we just met, I don't like that. Don't cis me, don't grand rise me. And it's not, I'm not trying to be a bitch, okay? <laughs> but I'm just saying, we, we play around with that too much. Yeah. And it's like that whole, you just met somebody, you in that inbox, oh, sis, blah, blah, blah. Once again, you don't know what I'm dealing with outside of the social media world. You know? That- you don't know what's going on when I opened that message and read it. You don't know what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And you have to ask. And I also don't know you, so I'm not necessarily going to share with you <laughs> either. So it's like, oh, yeah. there's a huge balance with that too, knowing your tribe, knowing who's around you, because sometimes that one conversation can save a life. You know what I'm saying? I'm just having that circle, having that tribe where it's like, okay, I can't do this. I need yeah. to reach out to somebody and tell them and be able to trust them too and share with them what mm-hmm. they're going through. You know what I'm saying? Circles are extremely important. Especially in my thing too, you know, with the whole strong black woman narrative, the whole cis thing and blah, blah, blah. You got to have a good circle because if I'm going through some negative stuff, I don't need to talk to 
negative Shanika. Because <laughs> like he and you say a bunch of negative stuff. I need to go talk to positive Pam because okay, I know if I hit up Pam, boy, Pam, she, Pam will have some affirmations that she live by. Exactly. I know, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Like you have to know your tribe as yeah. well and build that tribe too. You know, because words are powerful. Just having that energy really can save a life. And I think sometimes we're so. And that's why I actually hate social media. You know, I don't know if I say that a lot on the show. I detest social media, actually. Yeah. The only reason I have Instagram accounts is for the whole brand building. Mm-hmm. That's it. But as far as just living for social media, living for a, a like or a fake-ass heart, I can't stand it because it's so disingenuous. And some people really... Some people can't mentally handle social media because it makes them depressed because they're looking at it like, oh, well, so-and-so looks like they have a great relationship. And they really don't. They just snap the picture. They was fussing before they um, posted. (laughs) You're not even getting, you first of all, people got to realize you're not even getting the full inside of somebody. You're only getting the uh, 0.2 second snippet of somebody and when it, when it's the realest, what one one minute, one sixty seconds, you only get in sixty seconds. You cannot take that to say, "Oh my gosh, Shaquan over there, like she happy having a time of her life." They could have been fighting last night, throwing pots and pans with each other. Right. So you just you you can't, and then and also you also mentioned when you say a lot of people can't handle social media because. Especially with this whole thing that happened recently with the shutdown, and but yeah. this was happening even months ago. But people not pay was not paying attention. People have to pay attention, mm-hmm. and when you get either a, a a a guy or a woman or someone that start to use their voice and be lies and try to send a message to our people, the first thing they'd be like, "Oh, they crazy," and it's like, "No, baby." They trying to tell it's like forget the forget the passion and the, the high drive energy that they so so hyped on. They trying they hype because they trying to get this message out to you fast. They trying to give you a warning, but our people are so judgmental and they look they look at the wrong things and not listen to the message that's coming out of this person who's high drive and high energy and trying to force and get you guys to understand. And I'd be like, oh my god, you can't judge that person because they 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 on a mission to get you to understand. Like prepare yourself. Be aware, da 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 da, and it's like at the same time. But I've seen this happen seven months before, mm-hmm. within the seven months span up until it led to that day. Because if people really paying attention, you'll see that when you did did a like, Instagram took it back. Mm-hmm. If you sit there and you also realize that it was a lot of um, updates. In the mix of three or four o'clock in the day, when social media knows that everybody is on social media during the day, mm-hmm. so I can break it all down. But I don't want this this thing to be like, oh my god, how she know all this? So, <laughs> so if you pay attention, you would have seen and caught those things. The thing is that day when everything shut down, that's because with that the seven month span caught up with it, and it just crashed and went poof. But it, it was already because even my guy friend that I'm talking to, he was sitting there, had an experience with two people that he followed, end up coming at him sideways at the neck and text him and say, hey, I see you no longer following me. And I see that you only dealing with people who got numbers. I know you was that type of person. First of all, he like, I didn't even know I even unfollowed you. <laughs> so first of all, and that's, if you knew me, you knew that's not my character. 
am not telling my story because I don't care if you like my story. I don't care if you don't agree with my story. I don't care if you can ask me 101 questions. I will answer your questions. Mm-hmm. However, I'm telling my story because I survived because just like you said, so many people have not. So a lot of women and men are in the ground today and still probably being put in the ground today because they did not survive like we did. So my story, my voice is for not only me, it's for them who can't tell their story. It's for my cousin who did leave, but then he came back and he found her and he shot her. Mm -hmm. It's for my friend who sit there and she sat there, she was about to leave, but because his their mentality is if I can't have her, no one can. So it's for not so I don't care if you like my story and I'm not gonna dress it up pretty and clean because I feel like the uncomfortable conversations needs to be had. I don't need the feedback, I don't need a reply, I don't even feel you need to comment under my post. All, right. All I need for you to do is just listen, receive it, and hear it. And if you know someone that's close to you or in your community that's going through it, I'm just giving you warning signs so you can see the signs of it. Get them help. That's all it is. Right. That's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> right. But you, I mean, but you said it right there. And that's the thing, you know, and that also goes back with the whole, like, it all could tie back with being a strong black woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of us find ourselves in those positions, you know, it's such a stigma behind it because, oh, why did, oh, how did you end up in that situation? No, couldn't be me. You know, that's the part that was nailed on a chalkboard. Or when you're that person who is like, wow, you know, when I look back on my past, that's why I'm so much into that whole self love, go love yourself. I didn't have that love for myself at the time. So I really was conditioned. I thought that was normal. Some of us really mm-hmm. don't know any better. When you know better, you do better. Exactly. So, you know what I'm saying? So like I said, I go on and on about that. But the whole <laughs> strong black woman narrative thing. I remember my abuser used to tell me all the time, oh, you're a weak person, you know, but that was his way of breaking me down into a you're weak because you have an issue with all this toxic, you know, shit that I'm putting you through. Yeah. So another woman would be able to deal with this. Yeah, another one may end up in the ground, but I'm not, you know, so so many layers to that. But yeah. back to everything with the whole self-love, like I said, yeah. I think everything ties into self-love too. When we adapt that self-love, we can, my main thing is, with the past experience I had with domestic violence and when people ask about prevention and stuff, and my whole thing is the best way for prevention is to not get in that situation in the first place, meaning instill self-love in these young men and women before they even meet these people, you know, because I think that's the thing. Once we get out of the situations and we get the counseling and we get that sense of self, it's like, oh, wait a minute. It's like a light bulb. Exactly. Only I had a thought that way about myself, but like I said, so to me, the best prevention is getting these young people now because they're in school, elementary school, middle school, and they got that perception in their mind what a relationship is. They're in those toxic situations real young, you know what I'm saying? So to me, that's the prevention and still in that self love. So what's the take on self love? And like I said, how it ties into the false perception of the strong black woman narrative. Because like I said, once we really love ourselves, mm-hmm. we can't say no. 
we do know certain red flags early on. You know, it just, it builds us. So what's your take on self-love? I would say my take on self-love is it's very, 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 very imperative and super, super important. I took my Sundays are my self-love, self-care days. And it's not just, and I have to say this because a lot of women, and I see even on social media, because back to social media, they think that self-love is getting your hair done, getting your nails and your toes done. And that's cute. That's nice. Absolutely. But are you doing the self-love and self-internal care in the inside? Mm-hmm. Like, are you actually picking up a book or even if you don't want to pick up a book, the technology is very advanced. Download a book and actually pour into the self-care of your brain and your mind right. and also pour into the, the your heart, pour into your spirit, because you have to you have to have an internal self-love and self-care and don't just always focus on the external care of it. Because you could be all pretty all you want to, but you walking around here with a badass Gucci dress and some red bottom shoes all made up and got the best makeup artist and your hair fly. But you're walking around broken and just distraught and you sit here standing there at the hottest celebrity event. But at the same time, you got a whole fight going on in your head mm-hmm. and they don't know it because you putting on this. Because you look too good to look like something shouldn't be wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say, but it's very, very imperative, very important with you just taking time to do self-love, self-care. And it's okay. Yeah, you can get your nails done, your feet done, do your hair. And like, I even feel like even me washing my hair, me being a natural hair person, that's one of my externals of my self-love, just taking care of having my, because I have my little, um, hair regimen, but just also, and also my bath time. But then you also see when I'm in my bath, I have on my phone some stuff that's very motivational, very encouraging, some affirmations or a book that's being read to me so I could just lay back and just hear it being instilled and poured into me and I'm taking all that in and or just end up um, self-love and self-care is also get a therapist. Go to therapy. I feel like that's one of the biggest self-love, self-care you could ever do for yourself mm-hmm. is to have a therapy. It like, And also, like I say, when I say Sundays are my days of self-love, self-care, not only just external but internal, Sundays is the day, day every week me and my therapist meet on Zoom. Mm-hmm. So I don't play when it comes to my self-love, self-care. So, And you would never see me posting none of this, but if you talk to me, oh, you would know. Because mm-hmm. I don't feel like I need to post all that. Just know when you see me Monday through Saturday, you want you ask. That's why you ask me. Oh, damn! Why are you glowing so much? Like that's that smile is so true and genuine. You just look like your eyes are so clear because I take this time out to pour into myself to do self love, self care, self devotion, self meditation. Meditation is another thing. Mm-hmm. Very, very important because people don't understand. We pray and we pray and we pray, but we don't stand still to receive the answer. Mm-hmm. And we sit in there trying to figure out why haven't I received it? He said, you need to what? Be still. So you can't not have all the stuff going on, traffic, lights and cars and all that crazy stuff. And you busy. You can't be too busy to you ain't busy to pray to him. But so you can't be busy to receive the message when he's giving it to you. 
Mm-hmm. And so, and I tell people that prayer, a meditation is a sense of just receiving your, your prayer, your answer of your prayer. And especially mm-hmm. the clarity of this under the water. If you're in your shower, woo, baby, you'll receive it. Water is close to him. So, but I just feel like that's bringing it back. I feel like definitely self-love, self-meditation, especially and with the stigmatism of the fact of being this hard, strong, super woman, black woman, and we got this responsibility that I don't know who put on us. <laughs> but <laughs> you just have to bring it back to sit there and ties into the fact it's okay to say no. It's okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to take time out for yourself. It's okay to turn these gadgets off and sit there and shut the world out. Yes. And it's the, and and off the social media because even like I said like even with my season three ending in November I'm taking it two months. Mm-hmm. You you guys won't see me back until next year. <laughs> so because you have to you have to step back you have to release relate and you have to you know what I'm saying do and recharge. Mm-hmm. You really do, but definitely self-love and self-care is definitely, and it's not just because of the songs and people posting it, and it's okay that some people post them, but I feel like you shouldn't have to post something that you actually consistently do on a daily basis. Right. Why do people need to know that? Mm-hmm. I think you'll see that when you take a nice picture of yourself. We'll see that that's the girl right there. She's doing her damn thing, not only outside the world externally, mm-hmm. but she's doing her internal work. So, but it's very, very important, ladies and gentlemen. We can't forget the men. Oh, yeah. Because the men, I feel like they be walking around with these shields of protection, and they definitely need that self-love. You know, that's not my character. Mm-hmm. And so, so he's sitting there trying to explain to them. But, of course, as, again, people so tight independent on social media. That's the world. That's the life. Right. Talk to me out here, and then when you, even though the likes, the fake heart, you even said. Mm-hmm. First of all, if you ain't gonna speak to me in the street, please don't come on my page giving me some fake hello or like. Right. You know we don't even talk. We haven't even talked in a year. We don't even we don't even rock with each other. But if you want to rock with me on social media? Come on. <laughs> I just had to say that because that's just crazy to me. <laughs> but it's true. And that's the other thing about it. Because I know, and I'm happy you brought that point up too, just about sometimes people don't want to receive the real. You know what I'm saying? I know like, that's why it's like a slippery, it's like a balance. Like when like, like my brand, for example, is about empowerment. But some people really don't want to receive positive stuff. They really hear a bunch of negative stuff. Mm-hmm. Once again, that's why you have to tune out the noise as well. You know what I'm saying? If I sat there and said, oh, well, you know, I know some people don't want to hear that. They rather hear about, you know, people fighting and negative stuff about women and making fun and mocking women and mocking the word queen. Because I'm very territorial about the word queen because some people play with that word too. And I get really... It's another word they throw around. And I'm like, everybody is not fit for royalty. No, no, not at all. But that's the... But some people actually use the word queen negatively. Like, if it's something... Like, I've seen it. Some people like it. something going on there. Like, well, look at that queen doing blah, blah, blah. I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But once again, we can go on and on about the negative... Of you know, just the narrative, but that's the thing, it's the narrative and the perception of black women in general, the false perception 
you know, sometimes. And it's like, you can't win sometimes. If you're trying to be positive, it's like, oh, well, I don't want to hear that, you know? Well, what do you want? Like, do you want to receive some positivity? Because if you take time to listen, and I'm talking about the real people that's giving their stories. I'm not talking about these social media, whatever. Because I, I know a lot of those. I know some person. But I'm talking about real people that put their ish out there. Mm-hmm. You really take time to listen and receive the message. That person got a story of how they really didn't think they were going to live to see the next day. <laughs> and I'm one of them. It's just like, it ain't, it's not a game. You know what I'm saying? When someone wants to say something positive, they have a story behind it. Yeah, and a big one, a huge testimony, and that's why it's like I just feel like you know, knowing your circle, knowing your tribe, also being clear in your head so you know what to receive and what not mm-hmm. to. And that's just one of the pitfalls I think of the whole strong black woman narrative. Even when you have gained some level of strength, like you said, we're kind of just used to being judgmental or trying to find and pick something wrong. We don't know how to take things sometimes, exactly. Exactly. you know. It causes problems and it's unfortunate. But I want to dive into. I also I always talk about self love. Obviously, my slogan with the key chat is <laughs> "Go love yourself." And we're talking about you know we hit some huge nails. You know, just the whole mental health narrative, what we're receiving because social media too, I think, causes issues with the strong black woman narrative and people thinking what they have to do. You know, the perception that it's acceptable to people you know, to fit an image or whatever. But what's your take on self-love? Because at the end of the day, like you said, we have to love ourselves. I've stressed that on every episode. At the end of the day, you got to love yourself. And loving yourself is also doing things for you. You know what I'm saying? Your mission in life shouldn't be for any audience, really. Like you said, the only person that I need to have that validation from Mm -hmm. is that high power and once we really get in tune to that i think that's when we do get to a different level of peace a different level where okay i can say no because yeah. you can get upset with me if you want to because you didn't pick me you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, know, you don't hold me you don't keep me the person that holds and keeps me is up above so mm-hmm. i can take what you got coming if you can't accept my no you know so What's your take on self-love? Because in order to in order to really be that strong black woman, but I'm talking that inner peace strength, not a false perception, you have to have that true self-love. So how do you feel about just having that self-love so you can be that strong woman in the healthy sense? Absolutely. And um definitely before I answer that question, I definitely agree with the fact of that. This is what made me also create my platform because we said it. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a story. And like even me, and I share I share a lot with myself, but not as much. And even being as a podcast, they feel like when you when you share or even you're on your platform that you they, they want all of you. And it's like, can I have some to myself? Yeah. <laughs> and I always have to remind the pillow talk with the T fam is that. Hey, I'm giving you me, but there's some stuff that I have to keep to myself. So, like, I have like my story with me being a domestic um, violence survivor. So, right. like, and that's what made me actually do it because I know a lot of people don't like to be in front of the camera. Some people don't want right. to put it on their social media. They they need to feel like they need a safe space to come in, and that their story and themselves, their heart, their mind, gonna be 
um, taken care of with no judgment, with empathy and sympathy. So I just wanted to say that. So I definitely want to you even get into the definition. I'm glad you brought up domestic violence. Same thing. I've experienced, you know, domestic violence, post-separation abuse. And, but see, that's a part of having that background where you, because there's the stigma involved with that. That's another reason why I was like, okay, I want to show them what a survivor looks like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not what you think. You exactly. know, but it's hell. <laughs> like, yes. It's hell going through that and being able to tell the story. Mm-hmm. Some women are going, you know what I'm saying? They, they didn't get that. They, they weren't able to survive it. They weren't able to tell their story. Some of us who are still here that survived it. And trust me, because I deal with PTSD because of all the itch I went through mm-hmm. and not knowing myself at the time and going through damn near 20 fucking years, excuse my language, mm-hmm. being treated like a dog and stuff that's mm-hmm. with my children. Yeah. yeah. You know, some of us who have survived it, they still can't talk about it. And I 100% get it. Okay. Yeah. That's my whole point, too. When you see somebody that puts themselves out there, and like you said, because if you if anyone looks at myself, you're not gonna see no pictures of my children. It's like same yeah. thing with me. You have to really go. First of all, you have to really go. <laughs> you're not gonna find none. If you yes, you really Because I'm like I, I. That's what I'm. You know what I'm saying? Like like you said, you gotta have some of yourself. But when you have somebody that still the the, the part of themselves that they're being brave enough and strong enough to share, listen, you know, <laughs> like open your eyes, open your ears, receive their story because it wasn't easy for them to share that. And they're doing it for a reason, really, truly to help somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Just receive that message, even if you can't understand it. And receiving it, don't mean you got to agree. Receiving it just means listen. That's all. It's it's, everything not meant for a a, a response or reply or feedback. Right, right. We're hungry for a damn a a light. All right, check or whatever the hell all these other social (laughs) (laughs) media. Whatever it all does. Some people are so hungry for that. And that's when it's like, if you really got a true mission, you're not paying attention to none of that. No. Because like you said, it ain't about no social media. There's so many other things, you know, when you really got that mission going on that don't even make it to social media. Because it's not about a heart, a, a, a thumbs up, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. all I could throw that part in. Yeah, I don't really care about that. All I care about is if I could touch someone. Right. I did my job. If I could even just have someone just thinking Start the thinking, they will start to turn. I did and touch someone. If I even give someone a narrative of feeling like I just moved them in some type of way, I know that that's the first step in the process. I, I nudged them, I tapped them on the show, they feel it. So the next step will be continue to put myself out, continue to tell my story, continue to have other people come on my platform to tell them stories. They're going to give them the courage, the motivation, the drive, the inspiration. You know, just just to say, damn, I said they do it, so I know I could be able to do it. And again, also what you just said is, and this is what I always, I've been saying this before I was even on social media. I am not telling my story because I don't care. 
definitely need that self-love and self-care. And ladies, we got to give them their roses and flowers too, because we got to stop acting like they not, they are exempt. They not. They mm -hmm. act like they macho. They act like they don't have more emotions, but honey, they are one of the emo we they say we are the most emotional creatures. They are more the emotional creatures. Mm -hmm. They are. Just the fact they just show it different. If you have to, if you pay attention to your partner or your your son, your father, your brother, your uncle, you'll see it. Right. Right. You'll see it. You're right. Self love is the key, and I'm happy that you you know specify because some people really think that self love is the external, and I'm not knocking that, but it's about what we have to do to become whole internally. You know what I'm saying? The external. That's yeah, whatever. But <laughs> it's like like you said. You, we've all seen like a, a house that may look great on the outside, but you come in like they're keeping nasty inside. So it's like, you know, so yeah. the external is cool, but you got to go deeper. That's the only way to ultimately get to true self-love is to focus on the internal. That is therapy, number one, meditation, mm -hmm. really watching what type of toxic stuff that you internalize and social media to me is you know it's one of those things it's a lot of things what we put inside our bodies when I mean put inside our bodies even honestly diet too mm -hmm. everything inside of ourselves has to do with self-love because it's how you really truly value yourself yes so thank you so much for this conversation this has been like a real good transparent one which I think yes. will definitely touch some people that tune in you know because it's all about you don't have, it's okay not to be okay. I know everyone's heard that saying before, but it really is okay not to be okay. You don't have to prove yourself to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, do whatever it takes to be whole. If that means saying no, if that means blocking some people, if that means, hey, I got to take a break mm -hmm. from certain situations because it's messing with me mentally or it's making me depressed or I can't take on all these different tasks, it's okay to walk away because at the end of the day, you have to take care of yourself and you're the one that's responsible at the end of the day for your your peace. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You can't put that responsibility on anybody else. You're the one that's ultimately responsible for that peace. And yeah. whatever it takes to do that, it is 100% okay. Be unapologetic on what it takes to be whole. So thank you guys again for joining this episode. But before we end, I want to give Miss Q, I want her to let everybody know how they can find her, how they can reach out to her, and how they can view and listen to her show. Yes. So you guys could definitely find me on everywhere, basically, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, <laughs> um, all basically all over at Pillow Talk with the T podcast. Um, I come and do my, I do my lives, my main lives. I do Thursday nights um, on Instagram live at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check your local listings for your your own time zone. Um, but in the between, in the meantime, in the between time, I do have additional collaborations. I do um, outside of that date of Thursday throughout the week. Um, but you also could be able to stream me on all major um, podcast streaming platforms and just to name a few, iHeart, Pandora, Amazon, um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all the rest of them. So <laughs> you, if you guys want that hot tea, that candy, unguarded, and that uncomfortable conversation and ready to sweep the bullshit from under the rug, get that pillow talk with the tea. 
Awesome. Thank you again for being an amazing guest. And guys, you can catch this episode. It will be on YouTube. That is Go Queen TV. And also on all streaming platforms. You can catch the links to everything. Just simply going to www.thekeychat.com to catch this episode and many more. And there will be a companion blog piece to go along with this episode. So once again, please make sure you go love yourself, whatever it takes please, and seek the help that you need sometimes too. That whole strong Black woman narrative, it can be a blessing and a curse. Of course, we have strength. We're descendants from royalty. That's why I use the term queen with go queen. We truly are descendants from royalty. So we do have that natural strength. It is in our DNA. But don't ever feel like you have to put on all these different assignments and tasks and things to help everybody else and put yourself last, that is 100% unnecessary. And we are natural nurturers, but please nurture yourself first, love yourself first, embrace yourself first, and care for yourself first. So thank you guys again for joining the Key Chat Podcast. Please be safe and don't forget to go love yourself.